Good morning. It's Monday the 21st of September and the International Day of Peace. The International Day of Peace was established in 1981 by the United Nations General Assembly. The 2020 theme for the International Day of Peace is Shaping Peace Together. Celebrate the day by spreading compassion, kindness and hope in the face of the pandemic. This year, it has been clearer than ever that we are not each other's enemies. Rather, our common enemy is a tireless virus that threatens our health, security and very way of life. COVID-19 has thrown our world into turmoil and forcibly reminded us that what happens in one part of the planet can impact many people everywhere. For the United Nations, 2020 was already meant to be a year of listening and learning. To mark its 75th anniversary, the UN has invited millions of people worldwide to have the largest and furthest reaching global conversation on building the peaceful and prosperous future that we want. And it gives me great pleasure to uh, introduce Nasipi Kafund. Now, I know Nasipi from the World for Sport for Development. And the big thing was that I just remember when people said to me, okay, well, how do we now start talking about peace? And then Karen came and said, how do we talk? I said, we have to talk to Nasipi. She's from Peace Players uh, International out of KZN, and they work with basketball. She describes herself as a young woman who has dedicated her life to social development and to helping advance youth and women's advocacy, particularly through interactions facilitated by sport. She's passionate about traveling to different parts of the world to learn and share experiences with people that come from diverse backgrounds and find solutions to some of the issues that the youth face. And I think, Nasipi, the, the reason we have in this discussion today is that we, we are really curious as older adults because now, you know, I've entered sort of my duller years of 50. Nas, I, I remember you being, well, I'm sure you still are, we haven't just seen, you haven't seen each other for a while, but I remember you being this incredibly vibrant kind of young woman who, you know, really outspoken, looking very positive. And, you know, us as older people now, we are wondering what does peace mean to young people at the moment? Um, thank you guys for the question. And uh, peace to young people means um, a lot of things, especially as we are faced with so much adversity on a daily basis. Uh, sometimes it makes it to have a, a discussion about peace. Uh, sometimes it makes it very difficult uh, where people all they see is despair and they are not a as hopeful uh, for a peaceful world. But through my work at Peace Players, uh, what we advocate for is creating shared space that peace does not mean existing without conflict, uh, but peace me means uh, how do we then coexist? Uh, how do we see each other and find ways to work together to build an inclusive uh, society? If it's at home, how do I uh, work well with my, with my family members, my parents or my siblings through uh, issues or areas where we might disagree? So peace to young people means being heard, being listened to, and feel like you are contributing, whether it's at home or just through society. So I would say just creating an um, inclusive space where everyone has a voice um, and everyone feels heard and understood. I absolutely love that, because I think what, one of the things about the peace movement, if we look back to the perceptions or the stereotypes of the 70s, you know, people putting flowers inside gun barrels. It's, the idea of peace was almost the absence of something. So in other words, peace was seen as the fact that there's no war, there's no conflict. And I think what you've highlighted very importantly is that it's not good enough anymore to see nonviolence as the absence of something. 
So the the idea of peace is more than nonviolence, and it's something that we actually have to do in a very active way every day within the world, within our own minds, uh, challenging ourselves and our perceptions, things we have to do in our sphere of influence, our communities, and then obviously share that. How does peace players facilitate this through sport? Uh, we've been fortunate uh, as peace players to to do this since 2001. Uh, maybe I'll just give you a brief background uh, yeah, about our organization, do. that it was started by two brothers who traveled uh, during a summer break to Northern Ireland. And uh, if you maybe know, the conflict in Northern Ireland is between Protestant and Catholics. Uh, it is a religious conflict um, in Northern Ireland. And what they noticed that when they brought a basketball, uh, children and youth, they didn't care whether they were living on either side of the of the walls, uh, whether you're in a Protestant side or in a Catholic side, whenever they brought a basketball, they noticed that children just wanted to play. Uh, they all participated, they wanted to have fun. And when the other team scored, whether it was a, a Protestant or a Catholic team, everyone cheered and everyone celebrated. And while they were there, they found out, they, uh, they met a police commissioner who told them about South Africa, uh, that South Africa is also going through a, a similar context as Northern Ireland as we had just gained our freedom in 1994, that there is still conflict that coexists in South Africa between different races. And um, they then traveled down to South Africa and they were, could see this physical segregation and physical divides uh, uh, that were caused uh, by race and by apartheid in South Africa. And started having discussions, to, uh, did the same, actually the same thing as bring a basketball to the court and saw that it didn't matter whether you were white, whether you were black or Indian or colored, young people wanted to have fun. And that's when Peace Bears was really formed uh, in South Africa to say, um, if we truly believe that through our, through basketball, we'll be able to unite, to educate and inspire you through sport. We'll be able to facilitate difficult conversations uh, that are not easy for parents at home or at school, uh, because even through our education system, there's still that segregation that the schools that are in the townships or in the rural areas and the schools that are in the suburb areas. So how do we then create a space where young people can bring their own voices that are not necessarily, even if they are influenced by their parents, but how do we give an opportunity to young people to learn or unlearn behavior that uh, about another person, about another community? through sport and sport has made um, uh, facilitating these discussions for us in our life skills program um, a little bit easier uh, than it would have uh, without sports. And we've done this uh, not only in South Africa, in other countries, in Northern Ireland, in Israel, uh, in Cyprus, um, and also in the United States. And what you will notice with the countries that I've just mentioned is that it's countries that are currently in conflict or currently, uh, or countries that it um, they've overcame uh, at least the physical conflict of fighting or war. And now we're dealing with how do we then create an inclusive society where um, everyone, an incredible society where everyone has a voice and everyone can implement change um, from as young as, um, as one years old, if that is, to as old as possible. And people that um, are older or who've experienced a very conflicted uh, world, how do we then show them uh, a different type of world where people are working together uh, to build an inclusive society. Naz, I love what you say about a board. It's something that you actually bring up in another one of your interviews that, that I saw. 
And um, because Luke and I are really showing our age today, I don't know if it's um, it's maybe a song that you're familiar with, but certainly not a video. <laughs> and it's by Paul McCartney, and it's called Pipes of Peace. And yeah. the video was the trench warfare in, in World War Two. And for a, a short time, they ceased. And the Germans came out of their trenches and the English came out of their trenches. And they played soccer between the two trenches. And I think that encapsulates what a ball can do in terms of bringing people together. And you may not necessarily be particularly good at the sport, but just willing mm. to, to listen mm. and learn and, and have fun at the end of the day. Mm. You, were you a basketball player when you were introduced to, to Peace Players International? Oh my goodness, I wish I was. <laughs> uh, so an interesting story about my background. So I'm born and raised in the Eastern Cape, uh, Mount Delif Tabazana village, um, dusty roads, uh, not much happening there. I used to work for over uh, 10, 20 kilometers to go to school when I was in primary school and back. Um, and I, I was very active. I played all sports in school. I played soccer, I ran in athletics, handball, volleyball, netball, and I was an incredible netball player. Um, and when I moved to the city uh, for the first time, uh, permanently in 2003, I was 15 years old. And for the first time, I saw the sport uh, on TV, which was basketball, that looked like uh, netball, except you didn't have to wear a short dress. <laughs> and uh, you could run uh, anywhere in the court. You could anyone can score, and it really, I really got excited. And a friend of mine uh, told me this is I was in grade eleven at this time, and a friend of mine told me about an organization called Peace Players. We were called playing for peace at the time, um, and they were like, it was like you can come join my team. And I was like, I've never even seen this sport, let alone playing it. So I got introduced to it very late in my life. And what really drew me into the organization is how the coach, um, how the kindness uh, that the coach had in wanting to rope me in and make sure that I felt like I didn't feel like an outsider. I didn't feel like I've never seen or played the sport before. And uh, really my teammates also uh, who were very encouraging and motivating for me to, to play. And I've been with the organization since uh, then. And um, I love that we get it. we had an opportunity to visit communities that I would have never been to, whether they were other black communities, Indian communities or colored communities because of stereotypes uh, that exist uh, about the people that live in those communities. And Peace Bears exposed me to that. And little did I know that um, many years later, 14 years later, I would still be in the organization um, from a participant to a coach to an international fellow. And now I'm the executive director of the organization and uh, really just want to command peace players for trusting me and other young people who are running our organization that we are not even the future, we're the now. Uh, we're capable to really bring about the change that our, our society and communities need. And I vow that um, I want to commit myself to this work to make sure that many young people that come after me do not find out about basketball when they're 18 years old, uh, but they find out about these opportunities that exist within our communities and outside of our communities as soon as possible uh, so they can get to explore um, uh, this world and become uh, whatever they, they said to be. You're in KZN, so you, you, you're in Durban, which is my second favorite city in South Africa next to my own of oh, Joburg. Oh, second? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, 
And uh, I, I look forward to coming back now that our travel is, <laughs> is less restricted. But the, the thing that we share is the influence of Mahatma Gandhi on a lot of how we think about how people need to resist, in, re, resist injustice. So as you've already discussed, you know, the, the lack of the, 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 non, the idea that peace is non-violence is not sufficient. But the idea that justice has to be present in order for peace to come about is something that Gandhi spoke about a lot in his Satyagraha kind of philosophy that actually developed between Johannesburg and Durban. And the idea was that there is truth that we need to pursue, and that truth is a force where what really we have to do is we have to hold firm to that truth, and we have to steadfastly work towards a sense of justice. And as a young person, what do you think we really need to be focusing on to ensure that the generations that follow will have access to that sense of justice, which is bigger than just nonviolence? Amazing question, look. Um, and, and to that point is, uh, like you're saying, that justice must take place. And in, in areas where we work, including here in South Africa, that a lot of conflict and tension that exists is because of the, a lot of injustice that happens um, in the country. So it is important that we address the first things first. How do we change uh, or update policies uh, or from constitution to our policies to make sure that people are feeling heard and included? One of the questions that um, a lot of our young people would ask us is, okay, coach, now I'm an incredible leader who knows uh, a little bit better and understand uh, different people, different behavior, different communities, who has a potential to to seize and uh, and become everything that I've ever dreamt about. But the reality is I live in a shack. I don't have food. I cannot afford to go to a, a private school to get good quality education. My parents are not working. So how do we then, uh, with all of these skills that I'm equipped with, how do you then set me up to prosper and to not go back uh, to, to that space? So I'm bringing that up that one of the biggest issues in South Africa is inequalities in terms of economy and access um, to whether it's medical aid, uh, whether it's good schools uh, or it's jobs, as you would know, the, the percentage of a lot of young people that are unemployed or a lot of young people that are starting up uh, small businesses and they are unsuccessful because they don't have the capital to sustain those businesses. So the justice there is to really... Um, uh, intentionally uh, look at what is the main issue in South Africa, that what did apartheid do in South Africa? It is not okay that now we voted and we're in a democratic South Africa. The fact is it's still very, it's not equal. Uh, access is not the same for everybody else. Uh, so what we are educating our people is to have, uh, I believe that the start is to have the conversation and uh, help people uh, in terms of peace just values, to see each other as people. Uh, once they can see um, each other as, as people, then they will be able to have the difficult conversations that are necessary, whether it is uh, sharing land or bringing, up land, bringing back land or any other issues that are happening, but both um, or different uh, people need to be able to meet each other and see each other from each other's perspective. And from then on, we'll be able to understand that maybe these people are frustrated in this manner because this is what their reality is. This is my reality. How do I bring myself 
up by including uh, um, other people in the space that I'm in. If maybe I can just share one example with mm, one of the schools do. that we recently partnered with that is in, uh, it's a previously known as a, a white school uh, or an affluent school in Durban. And they've started giving uh, scholarships that are worth uh, between 60 to 120,000 rands to some of our participants uh, from uh, beginning of this year. And they are recruiting right now for next year. And this is a school that identifies and sees what they have. And they understand that in order for these incredible athletes and these incredible young leaders to have opportunities and access to what we have, we need to meet them halfway and see how we can use what we have to help them access uh, what they would have never had an opportunity to. But beyond that, supporting them, making sure that they have school uniforms so that they're not wearing clothes that are not matching. They have textbooks, just like any other young person. And that's what it would take. Um, but it took them to, to visit our program and for our program to visit their school and they could see the difference and we were able to have a, a difficult conversation with them and we are meeting each other halfway now. Yeah, that's that, that's the kind of stories we really want to share because I think when, when people look at how we reduce divides, whether those are gender divides or racial divides, the idea that if one group of people gets access, other people lose something. So it actually requires courage on the part of both sides, as you say, from the, the side of the ex-model C or white or privileged school. Uh, but what we also need to recognize is that we need to, when we talk about young people being resilient, you can't expect resilience when you start from a very low base. What we have to yeah. do is we must acknowledge the level of resistance and the agency that is required from the young person that then accesses privilege because it is not easy. And we, we need to be able to say at some level there needs to be both an internal kind of working out of that plus also a external working out of kind of the differences that we have without needing to assimilate the privileged or dominant culture and being able to actually sort of celebrate the diversity that is South Africa. And for me, that, you know, I'd just like your closing comment on how that kind of endeavor would really just facilitate social cohesion and as a result bring about a piece where justice is an internal structure as well. Definitely. Okay. So what is the take home for you, for all of our young people in CP? What, what do we go away with as the, the final message besides all your YouTube channels and Big Brothers and Sisters South Africa links, which we'll put up on the YouTube and the Facebook channels? But what do you want young people to hear in this facilitated discussion about peace in South Africa? I would like to see uh, more young people. I think if I can speak in the words of our, our, our Miss Universe, uh, Zosie Tunzi, where she said we need to take up space, um, that as young people, we need to, uh, if we don't know our purpose yet, let's find uh, our purpose. And you spoke about resilience and resistance, that there's so many challenges that we are faced with every day. Let's just find that silver lining and our greatness and know that I, as individual, I have the power to bring about peace. I have the power to, to bring about understanding and learning. And I have the power to share my experience. If someone is speaking about my community in a manner that I disagree with, I have the power to correct that person um, and educate them about my community and I can learn about their community. Often enough as young people, there's a lot of um, especially, I think I can speak on uh, black young people that uh, I remember growing up in the Eastern Cape 
I could not, like growing up, I could not wait to be in the city. Uh, I love the city from what I saw on TV and I couldn't wait to be in the city. And a, a, a challenge uh, that stands with that is then how do you take the knowledge that you've learned from a different community or from the city and plant it back into your community so you can develop your community? So I'd say young people, we have the power to be the change. Um, let us find resources within our community first, outside of our community, go back and grab more young people in our communities and partake that knowledge. So they have an understanding that they might not have that we already have uh, had an opportunity to learn. Let's empower ourselves um, and also empower others uh, so that they could access the opportunities that uh, are within their communities or outside their communities and know that peace, uh, as you say, peace players, that peace starts with me. Um, I need to work with myself first. I need to, 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 to unlearn some of the things that I've learned, whether through home or school, um, and know that once I have done that, I've changed my behavior and attitude. I'll be able then to educate others um, and share my experience with others so that they could become uh, as well and access what uh, opportunities or a life that might have seemed like a dream. Ms. CP, thank you so much. It's been so interesting to learn so much from you. And in closing, I'm going to quote you, and I, I hope that that's okay, because um, <laughs> what you said in, in this quote really, really struck me. And it's something that I'm certainly going to share with my daughters and the young people that, that I get to interact and engage with. Sport gave me life. It gave me food, clothes, and family. My life was a gift from God. I live each day giving back to the different parts of the world by sharing and learning from people that come from diverse backgrounds and finding solutions to some of the issues that the youth face to ensure that the next generation has an easier life than I did in a more inclusive and equitable world. We encourage all of our listeners to visit our Facebook page at Society Superheroes, where we sh share more of Naz's story, which is really inspiring and uplifting. And that is really why she is our Society Superhero for International Day of Peace. Naz, thank you so, so much for your time. We wish you well and encourage our listeners to all your links are on our Facebook page so they can connect with you. Thanks. I look forward to being in Durban soon and, and a bit of one-on-one. -on -one. I was a competitive basketball player in my high school days. Maybe oh. I can still remember. <laughs> oh, about that. Please, please promise me you'll send me photographs of that. Thank you so oh, much. Uh, yeah, I would like to thank you guys, Karen, and look uh, for your time and for, for thinking uh, of me and really for, for this podcast that it is important that we share incredible stories uh, and celebrating uh, people and celebrating South African stories that showcase um, the diversity of our country. So thank you so much for, for reaching out and for including me in this space. I appreciate it a lot. Great thank pleasure. You. As we conclude with the discussion about peace, we'd just like to remind our listeners that on Wednesday, the 23rd of September, we will be talking to Professor Claudine Storbeck for the International Day of Sign Languages. Please do follow us on Facebook at, at Society Superheroes.